to Bath on Therapy. Thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in. I'm Cherie Hardy. And I um, want to jump right into this topic. And before I do, I have to give a, a warning um, of listener discretion advisory because I'm going to be talking about suicide and suicidal thoughts and the death of a young woman um, who died because of suicide and so it will I will talk about this and if you feel that this may be a trigger or may be distressful I strongly recommend that you stop listening at this time I'm going to put a link in the description box for the suicide hotline um, if you feel that you need to talk to someone because it is available 24 hours a day so um, and I and I also It took me a while to do this episode because I wanted to be very careful about um, what I said. I'm not trying to, um, I want to be careful about the young lady um, honoring her memory, um, Trish and Kate Smith, who um, completed suicide at her home on August 7th, 2023. And so I want to be careful how I talk about this. And sometimes I wish that, um, you know, you, you know, I wish I had a chance to say something. Um, I might have a savior comment, <laughs> I've been told, but you know, I just, I hate that this happened and it's so painful to hear about and to read about. And this is not the first time that a young person decided to um, end, you know, his or her life because they felt overwhelmed. So I just want to talk about some alternatives to suicide, you know, what to do when you feel overwhelmed, and lessons that we can learn from the Tristan Kate Smith story. And I ask that you pray, pray for peace for her family and anyone who loved her. Pray for peace for people who have ultra stressful jobs or they're dealing with overwhelming situations. You know, life is really really hard and if you don't have if we don't have good um, stress management um, skills or strategies it's very easy to just be um, to give up or to just um, not respond in a constructive way and I think we've all had very low moments and we use different techniques to get through those moments and that's what I really want to talk about because I I, I just I just wish this young lady had known she had other options. So um, this story got national attention or got some um, attention in the news because what happened was the young woman um, committed suicide on, as I said before, August 7, 2023. And she worked as an emergency room nurse in Dayton, Ohio. She was only 28 years old. And she clearly felt overwhelmed and stressful. And so before she um, decided to take this action to deal with her stress, she wrote a letter. And her father must have found this letter. You know, this is after her death. He found the letter that was written in March. Now, she ended it. She ended her life in August. And he found this letter that was written in March. And um, and so he decided to get the letter published in, a, in some kind of paper. And so um, he wanted to let people know that the healthcare system, they sort of um, felt like the healthcare system, I'm trying to be very careful how I say things, the healthcare system was responsible for their daughter's death. So this is this is the father now writing the letter and he's trying to um, you know share this information so the first thing in, in the letter I'm going to put a link in the description box where you can read the letter the first thing is and this is a life lesson you know for especially for parents to teach their children that our joy that our peace that our livelihood is not determined by somebody else 
even when we're on a job and we're stressed out or we feel stressed out, um, that job only has power to make us feel that way because we allow that. I work in a very high stressful job myself and I can tell you that I have had to learn how not to give my job more power than it needed to have because if you do give it power it can your job can become like a taskmaster or a slave master and so the first thing you have to do is you have to understand that if you're going on with through stress and it's outside of yourself you have the ability to control that you do not have to stay on a job that is so stressful that you feel like you're going to break or you're going to give up. You just don't. And I know at the time you may a person may feel like, oh my back is against the wall. I don't you know I can I don't have to take this, but you really don't. And I'm gonna tell you how I know because I left my job twice because I refused to feel so stressed out and so overwhelmed and I thought that I not that I would ever consider suicide, but I just thought that the stress could have caused me to have a heart attack and stroke. And so that's the first thing you have to understand. We give these jobs so much power. And yes, we need a job. I have bills. I have financial obligation. I have hopes and dreams for the future that require me to have money. And I need financial stability. And I get it because that's what really keeps us on the job. We have these needs. And then if you really love your job, um, like apparently this young lady did, if you really love what you're doing, it's not easy to just give it up. So I, I'm not saying this in a very cavalier way, like, oh, you just leave, because I get it. It's very complex, and sometimes we just can't get up and leave. But whatever you do, whatever you do, never feel like your job is so important that you would have to hurt yourself or hurt somebody else because you don't it's not their options and that's what I want to talk about so that's the first thing you have to put your keep your job in the in the place it should be it is a, a way of you getting your financial meet, needs met but it's not the only way and I can tell you for sure because I'm a witness it is not the only way that you will have your needs met that's the first thing the second thing is, is um, when you're on a high-stress job and you feel overwhelmed, you rather than focus on the job and all that they're doing or not doing, you have to begin to focus, shift your focus on yourself in a couple of different ways. And the first thing is you have to figure out, is there a way that I can respond to my job that is healthy, that is constructive, that will allow me to keep a healthy attitude and a mindset and keep my emotions in check in spite of what they're doing. So in my case, I made up my mind, and this is what I tell every single person that I know to do, even my students, I tell them this. Whenever you feel like you have this big, tall pile of stuff to do, but you don't have the resources or the time to do everything. There's only one thing you can do if you're going to stay on your job. Because you can't let yourself feel so stressed up, stressed out, that you're going to give up. What the only thing you can do is get up every day is, and you have to, and it takes a while to get here, is you have to say, I'm going to do my best, and then I'm going to let the chips fall wherever they fall. You have to make up your mind, I'm going to go to work until they tell me I can't come anymore. And I'm going to have integrity. I'm going to have character. I'm going to bring my passion with me. I'm going to bring my love for the people that I serve with me. And if my best is not good enough, then I'm going to, and, I, and they tell me I got to go. I accept that. I make peace with that. That is what you have to do when you need to keep going to your job. And, to you, and this is, I'm going to talk about some other things you can do. And you can't change your job situation. If you're not going to be an advocate for change or, you, or you're just overwhelming, you can't. That's all you can do is get up every morning and say, I'm going to do my best. Now, if they don't put their hands on you, you know, abuse, because in the, in the letter, she called her employer an abuser. Now, 
I, I know that abuse can be, you know, more than just physical, but if they're not putting their hands on you, like somebody's not beating you upside the head or, um, you know, kicking you, then, you know, the abuse can be psychological or you can internalize it as that. But I would say you have a chance to then work on your psychological part. Because it is psychological warfare sometimes when you're dealing with certain situations. But that's all you can do is your best. You cannot outdo more than what you can do. So, and you and the stress comes when we try to do more than what we can do. Somebody can try to put pressure on me, and I can decide, no, I'm not going to internalize and take on that pressure. And I'm now I'm younger. I'm 30 years older than this young lady. And I'm at the point now where if someone is telling me to do something and I don't feel like I've been given the tools or the time to do it, I can tell them that. I can say, you know what, I'm so sorry. Unless you give me some more time and tools, you know, try to help me figure out how to do it because I just can't see how to do it or help me prioritize. Is this more important than this? But you have to, a lot of times what we do is we don't speak up in a way where we're saying, you know, we complain about this and that, but no, what? how can you help me do this job? Because right now, I'm short 32 hours. And I mean, that my job, literally. If I were to really do everything I had to do with the time that I have to do it, I would have, there's a deficit of time. I would, something would get done. And so there's always this, this struggle with me okay what are my priorities and that's what you have to do on your job when you feel overwhelmed and and then you have to let it go okay what was the worst that could have happened let's say she would have gotten fired let's say she couldn't do her job but she went to work every day and she did her best and she did all she could do if she had gotten fired she would not have died she would not have gotten cancer the same father that published this letter they might have been able to support her financially until this is the next strategy is if you know your job is so stressful that it's causing health issues or mental issues, then what you have to do is you have to start planning for your exit. You then have to say, okay, I can't work here because this is just overwhelming. What else can I do? Where else can I work? And I guarantee you, uh, what you know, and even if it's not on, like, for example, a lateral change, like you're going from one hospital to another hospital, well, what else can you do? Could you start your own private practice? Could you, um, you know, create your own private practice? Could you, could you work at another hospital? Could you work in another field? But the bottom line is she's gone and she took her life, but I guarantee you that the hospital is still functioning. It's, it's not going to stop because we're not there. And therefore, we don't need to take ownership of all the problems because technically it was working before we got there and it's going to keep moving when we leave. You know, before I came to my school, they were functioning well. When I leave or if I left, they would keep functioning. So we don't have to, I don't have to hurt anybody. I don't have to really talk about anybody. I don't have to hurt myself because I feel stressed out because of whatever my job is doing, you, they're going to keep doing. And I all I can do is go in and do my best. And if it's not good enough and they tell me I got to go, I'm not going to die. You're not going to get cancer. So this is what I want you to understand. When you get up in the morning and you're dealing with high stress jobs, the only thing you can do is you make up in your mind, you're going to do the best you can do and then let it go. Whatever the consequences are, I believe, and this is where faith comes in. You know, Bath Out Therapy is a faith-based podcast. And I, everything, I, every morning when I get up, I thank God for the opportunity to breathe, to serve, to get up and go, to have my, you know, everything working. I, I'm grateful for that. And then I just ask him to help me serve in the best way I can. If the natural part, that's the supernatural part. If the natural part of my job, you know, and they're not doing something they're supposed to do, I can't worry about that. All I can do is get up in the morning and do my best and then let it go and just not worry about it. And that's what I wish this young lady had known, that all she had to do was go to her job. And if it wasn't working out at that job, 
she could have come up with something else. And that's what I do. Every day, the, whenever I'm going through my job, if it, if I start to feel like, okay, ooh, this might be too overwhelming for me, if, it, if I feel like that, I don't feel like that right now. But if I felt like that, what I would start doing is I would come up with what can I, what else can I do? And there are always five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten other things you can do. There's so, you know what was deep? There's so many ways to make money. So many ways to make money. And yes, it takes time. I was talking to somebody the other day and I was saying how yes, it takes money to make money. But this same dad that published this letter maybe she could have gone to him and said dad i'm overwhelmed i love what i do can you help me come up with another plan i need to do something else because this job is breaking me down or i'm letting this job break me down because technically if they didn't have a hammer and they were hitting her on the head and they didn't have a whip she it's about what we internalize and i've been there i've been there where i'm aggravated out of my mind because I'm, I don't want to have to, I feel overwhelmed, or I feel stressed out. And then I got somebody kind of like, uh, what do you call those things, the overseer? Like with the whip, like, you know, you got to do more. You got to make this change. And you're like, well, darn, I can't even, how am I, I make it. I can I can make it. But how? With what time? And, and, I, and, and I've already reminded people, okay, this is how, what I got to do, and this is how long it takes to do it. And so when I realize that a person can't give me what I need, which is time, then at that point, the only thing that we all can do is get up and do our best and let it go. And that's what I, the life lesson that I think we can learn here. The other life lesson, and I'm emphasizing this, just reiterating this, you always have options. Do you know, since I have been teaching, you know, I love teaching not because I didn't like teaching, I love teaching and I love what I was doing, but I was overwhelmed. I was feeling like I could never keep up and I had other passions. And so when I left, you know, I started doing my business and, you know, to be honest, it was, we didn't make a lot of money. We made good memories, but I, I was able to take my, pay my bills. Now, did I get a little debt with that? Yeah, but I was able to pay my bills. But while I was in business, I literally came up with 20 different other ways that we could have made money or we could have, you know, we could make impact and money because I'm not just about making money. I have to emphasize that, but we could make an impact in the community and there's still ways. Now, does that take time? Yes. But whenever you feel so stressed out, I believe that maybe that's a time for you to start evaluating, should I even be doing this in the first place? Because that's what I start to think. Well, okay, should I be doing this? Like, I'm a teacher, but when I, during COVID, there was, I'll never forget this, there was this lady, she has an organization, and she had like this little seminar. And the seminar featured a young lady who had been doing online tutorials. This is pre-COVID. And she was making six figures. Six figures with an online tutoring business. Well, I'm sure her business shot took through the roof during COVID. So I'm saying, you know, and it gave me an idea. I'm like, you know what? I, I've had people ask me to tutor. I have so many opportunities. I can't even fulfill all the opportunities that I get. My point is that we are not bound to one job and one thing. Whenever we get like that, that's when it, that's what we got to listen by episode on fixation. We're fixated. No, no, no. You have... 10 different things you can do. And if you are blessed to have a father like the one that published this article in the newspaper, then maybe they can hold you down until you can come up with what else you can do. Start your own home care business. And I know it's not easy, but it is possible. And because I did it, I'm here to tell people you can. You do not have to hurt yourself and you do not have to hurt anybody else. And I'm going to tell you something, you know, as an educator, I have taught children who had suicidal ideations in some kind of way that has come out. You know, I don't know how, the conversation, um, just something has happened. And then, you know, especially when I was teaching in a middle school, before I got, when I left teaching, I left this middle school. And there were students there who had these different issues. But I guarantee you, and I'm willing to bet money, not one of them would commit suicide. Because when I started listening to them, 
And they would say things like, well, you know, I'm stressed out. I want in my pain and I want to, you know, I don't want to go through this anymore. I began to ask them a simple question. She she committed suicide because she felt overwhelmed, stressed out and abused. But who's to say when we leave that it's all going to end? We don't know that. You know, if this whole thing is true about the soul and eternal life, suppose it's real. We just don't know. And I shared, um, this. what I shared now is when my sister died, I have three sisters and one of them passed away. Um, I, I went down this really interesting road of trying to understand like what happens after we physically die. And what I learned from so many different stories and their public that there were people who had been pronounced dead and they were resuscitated. But while they were so-called dead, they did not necessarily go to a place of peace and tranquility. They didn't see this beautiful white light. Everybody didn't see that. And so this is why I always tell people, if one thing that is guaranteed is death. We don't have to hasten that. We don't have to rush that because we all know we have to go. Not to be morbid, not to focus on that. And we want to stay here as long as we can. And we don't know if death is painful. But nevertheless, what we need to do is, we need to understand is that taking your life because you think your pain is going to end may be a very unpleasant surprise. Because we just don't know if that's really going to happen. And that's why I want to really encourage anyone to rethink that. Because this whole notion that my pain is going to end when I take my life may not be true. And that's not something you want to play with. And I'm telling you, I I, I did the research, I watched videos, I read all kinds of books and articles, and everybody... When they, when they were pronounced dead or they left this planet for a second and came back, they did not all have a pleasant experience. Some did. Some, it was very beautiful. And, you know, some people were like, I'm not afraid of death anymore because of that. But some people did not, and it was life-changing. And so, please, 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 beloved, do not play with that. Again, the number one thing you have to do is you have to, this is why I do bad thought therapy, you have to work through this mentally. You have to say, okay, what's the worst to happen? Because a lot of times we feel stressed out because we're afraid. Because we feel like if I can't keep up with everything or if I don't do something right or I don't do something well enough, then I'm going to end up losing my job. Well, you know what? You got to make peace about that worst case scenario. And then you got to let it go. If I get up every morning and I do my best, and my best is not good enough, then this is where the faith part comes in, that I know God got my back. I know God has a way. In the meantime, because I do know that I could lose my job, this is what I begin to do, and this is what I wish I start saving my money. I, I save more money now, again, now that I'm back in the classroom, um, probably just as much as I saved when I was able to leave because I had saved money. I saved my money. I'm clearing out my debt because if it if it got that bad that I felt like, oh, I couldn't handle it, I don't have to take my life or take somebody else's life because you got people going to their jobs and shooting. Like, you know what I need to do? I need to leave and do something else. And so with it, and actually, because that's always, because I know I have options, it's actually a motivator for me to save my money, to get my finances right, to make investments, to find creative ways to add to my income, except especially income like residual income when I'm just asleep or passive income, excuse me as they say it, where it's just passive and I'm just asleep and I'm making money. And let me tell you, it's possible. We so every every month I sell books while I'm asleep. I don't my I don't you know my daughter may market for us, but I really don't market because I just don't have the time. But I'm sleeping. I'm not even marketing. That lets you know that it's possible to do. And I'm not saying it's a lot of money. I couldn't live off of it. But I think, okay, if I could do this doing nothing, what would happen if I really tried? You just have to know you have options other than death. Because not only did she, in her life, she hurt her parents. They're grieving her. And then 
they're blaming or, you know, she blamed the job. But we can't do that because at the bottom line is my job could be stressful, but I can't blame them for my stress. I can blame myself for working on that job and enduring that stress, but technically I can't blame them. We're going to take a little pause and I'm running out of time. I figured out how to make my episodes longer, y'all. I'm finally starting to put two and two together. We're going to take a little pause and come back on and finish this episode. Peace and blessings. We took a little break. So as I was saying before, I want to read um, just a few things. And again, my heart goes out because this has to be very painful. And, you know, I don't know what they said before this moment. I don't really know what she had told them about her job. But I can tell you this, that um, if you are going through any kind of stress on your job you need to leave if it's that bad where you so here's let me just read some things from the letter so first of all from this um newspaper article that i'm going to put in the description box nurses female nurses commit suicide at a statistically significant higher rate than male nurses um and so then her father said she tried so hard to stay alive but none of it was enough to stop the darkness and so this is what i want to say if you are working on a job and it is that stressful you need to leave don't don't take your life don't end it there are so many choices you can do so many other things you can do and her father clearly her father seemed like um you know he was supportive and maybe those same people that will put a letter in the newspaper or talk about this issue then maybe they'll help you financially so you can get on your feet until you can pay your bills and do something else. Here's something she said um, in the letter. She called the the person she worked for an abusive partner and detailed how each day she was asked to do more with less. Well, and, and I say this with great love and respect for people. Um, you know, this is, this is teaching. This is exactly what we have to do. Um, and I think what it is is that, again, if you can't handle it, all you can do is do your best and then let it go. And if that's not good enough, you have two choices. Number one, you can leave and do something else that is less stressful and give you peace of mind and will have you to be here for your loved ones and for yourself. Or either you can go on that same job. And this is what I do every day because I can't. I mean, technically, I could walk off if I wanted to, but I don't want to walk off because, number one, thank goodness, I'm not under that kind of stress because psychologically, I have reprogrammed my mind. I've said to myself, you know what? When I get up in the morning with God's grace and God's strength, I'm going to do the best I can do with what I've been given. And then I'm not going to worry about anything else. And that's all you can do. Then the other thing you can do, you can be an advocate. You know, at one point, it's kind of comical. I joke about it, but it's really not funny. I would say, God, why am I still teaching? (laughs) You know, but what I realized is that God has brought me back in the classroom so that now I can advocate for teachers. That's my next phase of my life. You know, I'm praying that when I, God will let me work for more years. And by that time, my memoir will be published. And then I can start to do the work to advocate for teachers to have better, you know, work conditions, for example, a planning period, a meeting-free planning period every day. Um, and I know we have to have meetings and we have to, you know, have different requirements, but teachers need to have, because of all the things we have to do, but that's something I can advocate for. So when you can't work with them, you don't have to work against them. You can start to work for the people that you're passionate about and you care about, because everything I do at the heart of it, I love children. And I understand that education can be an equalizer, a great equalizer. By the way, I watch Equalizer 3. I'll talk about that again. But um, it can be a great equalizer. It can provide opportunities that you might not be born with, but you can gain through education. 
And so I just want to say that to everybody that, you know, you you don't have to in your life. You don't have to in anybody else's life. You have choices. Number one, number one is make a decision that when you get up in the morning, you can only do what you're going to do because this young lady killed herself, but the hospital is still functioning and probably will before she got there, the hospital was functioning and now that she's gone and it's going to keep going. And so killing yourself is not going to make things better. If she had lived, what would have happened is she might have been been in the position to start talking about this publicly and start to get people to look at it and make changes. And I know this is easier said than done, but it's, it's why in your life when you're gone, now you can do nothing. And then again, I want to emphasize this. We don't know what happens when we leave. We just don't know. And we, you know, I don't, I'm not a person to say a person is going to go to a bad place because they took their life. I wouldn't go far and say that because I do not know everything and I'm not, even, I'm not even close. Okay. But I do know this, as I said before, when my sister died, I had so many questions and I was, I was trying to understand where she could possibly be. And I can tell you this, there are people that did not go to a pleasant place. So this whole idea that I'm going to end it so that I can end the pain is something that you may not want to do because you don't know. There's no guarantee that the pain is going to end. And that's just a fact based on case story after story after story. Number um, Here's another. It says, you beat me to the point that my body and mind are black, bruised, and bleeding out. And um, again, she was talking about the system. Well, if it's that bad, like I said, if they had a hammer and, um, and, and she's told in her letter, don't fight back and all of that, well then guess what? You have to leave. Suicide is not the solution. And I, I'm, I'm trying to be very, it's just not the solution. You're not solving anything. You don't know if you're ending your pain. You don't have to do this. The other thing you need to do is you need to reach out and talk to people. You know, if I got that low about whatever I was going through my job, I have enough people that I could call and talk to about things that are going on, and they will share information with me. And that's what you need to understand, that there are people out here, and they can talk to you, and there are counselors, and there are people that can help you to help you sort through mentally what you need to do to stay alive, to stay healthy, to stay on your job. If you say you love your job, then you you want and you want to keep doing it, you can. It may not be there at that hospital. You may have to make a change. But again, ending your life is not the solution. Talking to someone and getting answers and getting strategies it really does work it works and even and I'm going to say this you know again it's spiritual even talking to God even me sitting down and talking to God every day and he just told me that's all I can do when I get I love my job and I will sacrifice and I I've been that teacher that had stayed in the building when the janitors were coming in and I got scared because it's like oh I'm in here with the janitors and I don't, I don't need to be here by myself with these people. I've been there, that teacher, but get, and, and I've done that because I love what I was doing so much. But then there was a point when I was like, you know what? I can't. I can only do what I can do. And I can go here and come in here and work hard, and then I got to leave. And there's nothing else I can do. And that's what I want you all to understand. I want you all to understand that you can get up and you do your best and you let it go. They don't have to, nobody has to beat you down and and hold up your hand and block that beating down because guess what? They don't have to beat you down. Let me see if there's something else in here. And again, my heart goes out. Maybe she didn't know. Yeah, I'm going to um, put this in the description box. She calls the people a narcissist. In her letter, she says, you use and exploit us to the line, to line your pockets using the common citizens' money for overpriced health care. And again, she basically is blaming them for her pain and frustration. Here's the thing. Somebody can attempt to cause you pain and they can attempt to cause, abuse you, 
But if you move out the way, they can't. If you if you get out of their way and you remove yourself from them, they cannot abuse. Nobody can abuse me. I've talked about this so much on my podcast because there was a point in my life when I was, um, you know, had been in a relationship that really wasn't healthy for me. And even though I wasn't, it, there were certain times that I wasn't physically in the relationship. Mentally, my mind was sort of always in this relationship. But one day, as I was really praying about this and praying for healing, God forced me and showed me how I needed to shift my focus from this person to me. Because that person, whatever that person did that I thought was so evil and so bad, they did it because I allowed them to do it. They did not put a gun to my head. They did not put a knife to my throat. And and even then, if they had, I could have made a choice to make the effort to get out. So in other words, everything that I endured in this relationship that I thought was so bad was not because of that other person, was because of me. That person, yes, that person made the effort to do some things that were just downright dirty and evil. But guess what? I stayed in it. And that's what I'm here to tell you. And this is very painful. And again, I'm trying to be sensitive. And I know it's not, you know, it's easier said than done. I know sometimes it's easy to talk about, easy to talk about things you can do, but it's hard to do. But you have to make a choice. You are worth it not to be abused. Don't accept it. I accepted it. People accept it every day. And then what happens is, and I was just talking to this, when you do that, you make yourself a slave because what you do is you give that other person or that organization power over your life. I am not going to have another master of my life but the Most High God. You're not going to force me to do something. All I can do is, is like I said before, and I tell people, you got to put this in your mind. You're going to get up. You're going to do the best you can do, and you're going to let it go. You're not going to be, you're going to smile. You're going to create sunshine. You're going to do the best you can do. Then, if you're not going to, then you have to set up a plan. You got to advocate. You got to call some people. If you can't advocate, you get some people to advocate for you. If you don't want to, and again, I'm not doing it. I'm not advocating because I have this old mindset, you know, you can't bite the hand that feeds you. Some people believe, no, you should go ahead on and advocate. But I want to get out of education so that I can begin to advocate for issues that I see. And I don't want to have to deal with that. You know what I'm saying? So, I, but you you have to, there's so many things you could do. And, if, and then let me tell you something. I could go out right now and start a business again. It wouldn't be easy necessarily because I'm in. I got some business debt that I'm carrying over. But guess what? I could. I know how to make money, and that's the thing. You have to understand. You always have options. You never just have one option. And this is why so many people end up leaving because they feel like they have no options. But you do. And I'm saying this to you. And then it says, if I stay, I lose my sanity and possibly my life forever. And I want to say that, and this is what she put, she ended her letter with this. You don't have to lose your sanity. I've been there. I, I remember just, it wasn't even that long ago. Um, I was dealing with some things on my job, but really it was about how I was processing things. And I had to get to the point where I'm, what I'm sharing now, where I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to come in and do my best. If it's not good enough, I have to accept the fact that, you know, I may have to leave or somebody may tell me to leave. You know, they may kick me out. And guess what? By that time, God willing, I'll be prepared. And if God, if that happens, then I know God has something else for me to do. That's the only thing you can do because you can't change something that has been in place. You can't change that overnight. And if you're not willing to Um, try to change it then you have to leave you have to live and leave so I'm going to publish this and um, and it just you know it it breaks my heart to see this because she's a beautiful young lady clearly she was smart if she was an ER nurse she had to be an intelligent young lady and I'm just saying these things because maybe somebody doesn't know so I want to recap number one don't ever make your job your master 
Yes, we need money. Yes, it provides, um, helps provide food, clothing, and shelter. But uh, let me tell you something. It's not the only job. It's not the only thing you can do. I believe that God wants us to have peace. And I, I know he wants us to have sanity. And if your job, if you are, you can't mentally process what's happening on your job in a way that it doesn't rob you of your sanity, then you need to leave. And that's what I want to say. You don't have to end your life. You don't have to end about it. Get up and leave. And the people that, like I said, her father published this letter, then her father probably would help her um, get established somewhere else. You can you can do something else. People do it all the time. People leave my job and they get promotions and they go to other places. And, you know, it's a beautiful thing in the neighborhood and you can too. Learn how to create your own while you're struggling. One of the things I learned is that you have to learn that sometimes there's seasons when we endure. But while you're enduring, you're planning and you're preparing. You keep your dreams tucked in you and you st- while you're enduring, you start coming up, what else can I do? A nurse is such a needed profession. Healthcare is something we gotta have. When you're sick, you gotta have a healthcare provider. What if she had started her own healthcare company? What if she had started a private practice? What if she had gotten a group of nurses together and they decided to, you know, just exploring that even. There's so many things you can do. And I'm telling you, I just recently came across something. I was like, God, I don't even have enough time in the day. I need another 24 hours. I need my days to be 48 hours long. It's so much stuff I can do. And it's just a matter of sitting down and having the time to do it that can generate real income. And and what got me was, it was one thing, the reason why I, I know this, because the article that I read recently was about this woman who did just, who had done just that. She had a side gig, and it was education-related, and she made six figures. So I'm here to tell you that we always have options. There are other jobs we can do, and if they won't, create the situation that we need on our job we can create a job you know there are people with youtube channels and websites and people pay a monthly subscription to get worksheets and all this kind there was a lady that i worked with and she gave me this great little worksheet last year she was my co-teacher and she basically i didn't even know about this but it was a website and it has nothing but like English worksheet, you know, for, for English language, learning the English language. And she paid like one fee and she could like download like a thousand, you know, as many as she wanted. And I didn't, I didn't use it. I should have used it. She gave me her passport information and stuff so I could go in there and I didn't use it because I just didn't even have time. But just imagine that like I've, like I've been teaching for a while and you've got something you could share. She could teach a class on nursing. She could become a nursing teacher. It was so many God, my heart grieves. It aches. Please know that you have options. Create another lane for yourself. Learn how to mentally process this. Again, I I keep emphasizing, you're going to work, you're going to do your best, you're going to let it go. Another thing I've learned, and I'm going to end with this, is you have to learn how to rest and do something you love to do. I, I told you all, I have deified my job where I work all seven days of the week. I'd work, you know, on the weekends. I'd work in the afternoons. I'd work during the break. And most teachers, especially when they first started, they would tell you these stories. I have friends, and we'd be sitting around the campfire, the proverbial campfire, like, oh, I was working on my, I was grading papers, I was doing this and that. And we all did that. But this is what I learned. Whenever I feel overwhelmed, and I'm just like, ooh, this is such a, a, it's a tall stack of things to do. I learned to rest. I learned to pause and say, you know what? I'm going to watch a movie. I'm going to read a book. I'm just going to sit and be quiet because I want to. I'm going to look at some flowers. You know, I'm going to take a walk. you got to learn to do that. Because when you do that, what it does is it, it allows you to um, get your mind Focus, not focus on your job. You're focusing on something else and you feel replenished when you're doing something you want. When your job, if you're thinking about your job when you leave, 
when you get up and you know and I've done that uh uh-uh. uh sometimes I come home and I'm like I'm gonna read this book I'm going to watch this movie I told you I watched Equalizer 3 this weekend and I really enjoyed it although I have some issues like I do a podcast on that but um but I, you know, the action pack, it was good seeing Denzel, love seeing him on the screen again. But my point is that I had to pause and do something I love to do. Even this podcast is something that I love to do. So I pause, I could go to bed, I'm getting ready to go to bed, but I could do something else, but do what you want to do. And that's what you got to take a trip. Honey, my thing, well, when I, as I began to get my financial thing together, it's time to take some trips. You got to do that. And what it does is, it rejuvenates you so that you can do more of what you want to do. Well, again, I want you to pray for the Smith family. I want you to be happy. I want you to have peace. You cannot blame anybody else for what you're going through. You don't have to allow anybody. Don't let anybody become your master. Don't let anybody become your owner. And your God. You, it's a choice. You have to take full ownership of your life. As long as someone else can cause you to have certain emotions, and they then that means that they have power over you that they do not deserve. The only master you should have is God, the most high God. Number two, when you feel overwhelmed in your job, get up every morning, do your best, and let it go. If you can't do it, you can't do it. You just get up in the morning. I'm going to do what I can do. If this is all I can do today. This is all I can do. And whatever happens, happens. Make peace. And know this is where I say in every episode, you got to find that quiet time. And you got to talk to the Most High God and know that He loves you and He wants the best for you. And He would take care of you. And when you get up, when I get up and do my best, and if it's not good enough, then guess what? I will have, I'll be I'm prepared for the consequences. Prepare to do something else. There are seasons in life that we have to endure. And while you're endure, enduring, prepare. Start saving your money. Start coming up with a list of three or four other things you can do. If it's starting your own business, if it's starting your own organization, if it's, you know, you can, this young lady, she could have been a, a teacher for nursing. She could have started her own practice. There were so many other things she could have done. And yes, I know it's not necessarily easy, but it's possible. Then you got to decide, I'm going to be an advocate. Since I can't do this anymore, I'm going to be an advocate for the people who do. There's so many other options. Learn how to rest. This is critical to talk to somebody. My students were talking today about something, and one of the young ladies said, Ooh, whenever I have an issue, I call so-and-so, and I talk to her, and she gave me the best advice. And I, that's beautiful. Somebody out there cares. And the same parents that put this in the paper, I wish she could have gone to them, and they could have encouraged her to be strong and do something else. And all the things that I'm saying, and not blame. Don't ever blame anybody else, because guess what? Yes, people can do something to you. If they do something to you one time, then that's shame on them. But if they keep doing it, you, if somebody's shooting an arrow at me, and I'm just going to stand there and let them shoot it, then it's on me. i got to move myself out of the way. I've got to get away from them. I've got to put up a, a shield. That's what you You have to take ownership of that. Because that hospital or whatever organization... Um, that she was working for, they're still going on. They still, they're still doing it. When you blame other people, when you say that other people have so much power over you that they control how you're gonna feel, what you're gonna eat, where you're gonna go, uh-uh, then that means that that is a God, and that can't be. You cannot give them that position in your life. Refuse to do that. Refuse to give another person that much authority and power over your life. And I've been there. I told you, I, you know, God had to deal with me. I'm like, wow. And I, it took me a minute. This was a couple of years, and I still have my moments. And but, you know, and I, I was like, wow. All this, all this time, I'm so fixated on another person. But no, that was me. I allowed myself, and I still marvel at the insanity of it, because it was, you know, the fact that I let myself be treated in such a 
degrading way. I did that. It is it's not about the other person. And so this is what you have to do. You got to take ownership because if you don't take ownership and you can't control your own healing and your freedom and your redemption, if it's in somebody else's hand, then you will always be a prisoner. You'll always be a slave. And get help. Again, talk to someone and get help. And last but not least, never ever forget to rest and do something that you want to do outside of your job. This is sometimes I do bad thought therapy because it's therapy for me. Reading. I just, you know, get into a good book. Watching a good movie. Just drinking some water. Going for a walk. Even if I walk at my house. There have been times when I just walk around the walk. <laughs> you know. And doing something other than focusing on my job. And remember, you control what thoughts are going to play out in your mind? You, I go to my job, I gotta do that. I'm not gonna think about that person, I'm not gonna think about the job, but do my best, and I'm leaving because that's all I can humanly do. So, I'm looking at the timer, and it is you know, it is about to end, and I've extended this episode. But I pray that this blessed you, I pray that you find peace. These strategies work. I have used them. I know other people that have used them. And let me tell you, you were meant to go through. You're built to be strong. And yes, somebody might try us. And we go through different things. But we do not have to let other people have so much power over our lives that we can only function according to their level of goodness or evil. No, 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 no. No. Never give away your power. God is what needs to be first. He needs to be in the center. He needs to be everything. And he will give you the peace. He will give you the wisdom. He will give you the strength. I am a witness. I'm a witness. And coming up, I'm going to have a guest on my show. Um, uh, this guy who survived, y'all. Stage four colon cancer. Stage four. And I asked him a lot of the questions, and one of the things that he basically was saying, his attitude, he had a positive attitude. Can a positive attitude help you heal? Can it help you stay mentally healthy? And I think it can if you begin to see the good instead of the bad. And that's another thing. Sometimes you just have to count your blessings. You got a whole bunch of bad stuff going on. You have to find the good. And that's what I do every day, every day of my life. You know, I we could, it's easy to be negative. I don't know what that's about. We just seem to have a tendency as humans to just, you know, woe is me and just be negative. But there are so many countless good things that you can, that you have in your life. And when you focus on those and not the negative, it changes your attitude. And when your, your attitude changes, everything changes. Your body changes. Your emotions change. Um, how you see things. You get empowered. You get inspired. All of those wonderful things. So you guys, again, lift up the family. I'm going to put these links in the description box. Peace and blessings. Be well. Don't forget, you can contact me at therapy at gmail.com. Take care.